Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 768. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Ismach at take10fortorah.org. So today I wanted to discuss a custom that we've all seen, uh, if we've ever been at a wedding, one of the things that happens underneath the chuppah before we move on to the next stage of the wedding is the usually the chassan breaks a glass. They break something and everybody responds to the breaking of the glass with a mazel tov, probably where the classic behavior of, I don't know, people drop a dish and people say mazel tov. It's just like uh, Pavlovian in some way. We hear the glass breaking, we say mazel tov. So where does this come from? It comes from a Gemara in Brachos, Daf, Lamed, and Lamed Aleph, where the Gemara there is talking about actually the seriousness with which we're supposed to approach davening. And so there it says, there's a Pasuk in, uh, that says, Gilu Berada, Pasuk in Tehillim. Gilu Berada means that you have to tremble uh, with with joy or joyous uh, trembling, you know, how do you uh, square that circle? How do you have those two together? All of your gila, all of your celebration should be tempered with a little bit of, of trembling, meaning you should never let yourself go too far when it comes to celebration, when it comes to uh, that t- sort of excitement. Some say it brings a person to erva and licentiousness. Some say it uh, makes somebody, uh, distracts them from mitzvahs they need to do. Too much is no good. Gora tells a couple of stories over there about how um, someone gets criticized for being too excited, and he says, don't worry, it's okay, it's tempered, I'm wearing tefillin. A couple of stories like that. And then there's the following story. Marbe de Ravina, Ovid Hilula, Libre. A man named Marb, the son of Ravina, made a wedding for his son. Okay, wedding's going on, everything's wonderful, and honestly, it seems that everything is too wonderful. He sees that the rabbis are having too good of a time. So this is the, I guess, the father um, of the groom. He brings a very expensive glass, Bas Arbo Meozuz, worth 400 Zuz, a lot of money, and he broke it in front of them, and everybody got like all depressed. Everybody was like, whoa, whoa, hey, because this thing was broken. All right, another story, Ravashi. Avad Ravashi was the father of the groom this time, and he saw that people were like losing themselves, a little bit too much celebration. He brings a uh, like a piece of a glass crystal, and he bring he breaks it in front of them. And again, they they respond the same way. They become sad. All right. So the context of this gemara, the gemara doesn't end here, but the context of the gemara is that you know in olam hazeh. We should not. Uh, we should not take it too far. We should always keep ourselves in check, and not lose ourselves, even in moments of joy. Tosvo says over here, From here we have the minhag to break a glass at a wedding. Now, to be clear, the Gemara over here is not only talking about weddings, and the Tosvos doesn't tell us that the reason we do it at weddings is anything more than just listen the human condition we're supposed to be uh, tempering our joy with some trembling nowhere does it say that it has to do with Yerushalayim per se but it has been associated with Avelas of Yerushalayim meaning even though that's not the origin necessarily of this practice it's the human condition that requires us to keep it in check but for sure in times of Churban even at a wedding even at a joyous celebration we still need to keep it in check. Al Rosh Simchasi, even at the head of our Simchas, the greatest of Simchas, we have to remember Yerushalayim. In fact, this is brought in Shulchan Aruch and Ramah, specifically twice in the Shulchan Aruch and Ebed Ezer and in Arachayim. He says, He breaks a glass. There he says specifically the glass that you use 
for the bracha on the marriage. He says, They break it after Sheva Brachos, unlike in the Gemara. The Gemara had talked about how it was broken, you know, organically in the moment, in the middle of the Suda. Here we do it as part of the actual ritual. Shulchan Aruch as well, uh, we have in Hilchos uh, Tishabav. So it also talks about there, or the chassan should wear something on his head. There are a few different customs that have um, taken hold in memory of the destruction of Jerusalem at weddings, but this is probably the one that is most commonly known. Over the past couple of decades, it's become very popular that people also sing Emeshkach Yerushalayim. Once upon a time, the Taz says that in Ktsas Kehilos, in some communities, what would happen is, is that the Shamash, somebody would utter the Pasuk, and the Chassan would repeat the Pasuk, Pasuk, and then, I guess, he would then break the glass. And so, this breaking of the glass, and this, this uh, sort of um, memorial for Yerushalayim, this tempered, um, this tempered reaction, is something which I think everybody's seen and everybody has uh, heard of. We also break plates. We're breaking things all the time. Remember, constructive breaking is not baltashkas. If it's for a purpose, it's okay. Uh, the Gemara says that the Mishnah Bruce says that here as well. But there's also a custom to break something at the Tanayim. Now, the Tanayim don't really happen anymore the way they used to. The Tanayim used to be a part when... Um, a couple would commit, they'd become what we call nowadays engaged, but at that point the families would sit down and write out all the conditions of the marriage, of the wedding, who's going to support them, how it's going to happen, how they're going to set up their home, and then they'd sign those tanayim, those would be the tanayim, those would be the conditions. Now we do like a, a really a vestige of those things at the chassan's tish at a wedding, it doesn't really say that much, it just says everybody's happy and everybody did what they're supposed to do, okay, let's go get married. But back then, back then it was a very significant thing, so significant in fact that it was a celebration that required its own tempering. And so they broke a plate, not a glass, they broke a plate. What's the difference? So in any event, breaking, let's say, glasses or plates is very symbolic. The Marsha says that breaking these things that are made out of dirt, they're made out of dust, and then breaking them has them effectively return to the dust, right? There's a very important lesson and a message in that, you know, what comes from the dust returns to the dust. That is literally the human condition, and that's why it's chosen as the metaphor. But more specifically, what's the difference between the plate and the cup? So it's interesting. The Gruff famously says that the Tanayim, you know, there, there is a process of divorce in the Torah. God forbid, uh, you know, the, nobody should have that experience. But there is a process of the mitzvah of Gerish and etc. So if things don't work out, okay. If things don't work out from the Tanayim after promises were made, that the Gruff felt to be much more of a serious matter. I understand, they're not yet married, you know, logistically it seems like it's, they're not yet connected, but those Tanayim were very, very binding. Those conditions were very binding, and therefore we break a plate. An earthenware plate cannot be repaired. Whereas, when it comes to a marriage, there, there are processes in place, and that is not quite as bad as breaking a word, and therefore we break glass. Glass can actually be repaired. Glass you can melt down back into its uh, you know, composite glob of glowing glass, and then you can go and remake the vessel. And so glass can be repaired, earthenware cannot, and earthenware, and that signifies that the tanayim might be even worse to break. There are all sorts of other references and ideas over here. Um, they talk about what cup should be used. Nowadays, we kind of, nobody knows what cup it is. It's covered, and we want to make sure that the chassan doesn't cut his foot. You know, best advice I'll ever get is use the heel, use the heel. Um, everybody knows that story, or more than one story, perhaps, where a chassan, you know, uh, cut his foot, 
breaking a, uh, breaking a glass, which is, that's, that's, uh, that's bad. That's not a good thing. We don't want that to happen. And so people talk about whether or not you should use one of the cups that was used for the brachos under the, the um, under the, you know, under the chuppah itself, but many are uh, against that for a variety of reasons. It, it seems like a bad simon. Uh, and we do so many symbolic things under the chuppah that why would we want to do something like that? Let's just find a different cup, find something. Does it have to be expensive? No, not really. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's at this point really much more for the symbolism than for the actual um, damaging and depressing effect of breaking an expensive thing. Now, the last thing that's really interesting that people talk about nowadays is the timing of it all. So some used to do it uh, during right after the Nesuin, I'm sorry, right after the Arison, excuse me, after the Hariyat Mekudash Asliv, maybe before the Ksubas read, that was the height of the joy. So some people did it then. Some people, as we saw in the Gemara, clearly uh, did it during the Suda. We do it after the Shevabachos. But specifically, now uh, very often they sing a song. Imesh Kachech is the song. And then the Chassan breaks the glass. So what you see at some weddings now is that the Chassan breaks the glass in the middle of the song instead of waiting until the end of the song. And some people are mocked, but this, Ravad Yosef talks about this. He says it's terrible. The fact that what happens when you break the glass, it has literally the reverse effect that it's supposed to have, because instead of people, oh, he broke the glass. Gosh, what's going on? Oh, the Churban, it's terrible. And it reminds us for at least a moment of the Avelos Hamikdash, etc. He says, what does it do? It does the opposite. People hear the glass break and they yell out Mazel Tov. That's not, that's not right, right? How could they say Mazel Tov? after they broke the glass. It's supposed to have the literal opposite effect. So some suggest that you should break it earlier. You'll see at some weddings that the chassan breaks it in the middle of the song, and, and you'll still see people saying mazel tov sometimes, even though the guy gets up to the high part and the sad part of people are yelling mazel tov. We can't help ourselves. But at the same time, that's the premise. The premise is that the breaking of the glass is supposed to have an effect on us. It's supposed to temper our joy, not only for the human condition generally, and the fact that we are like these glasses coming from the dust, and even at our greatest moments, we'll return to it, but also because of the Avelis of the Mikdash. Enjoy. I uh, hope people are back to weddings and have the opportunity to see this firsthand. Have a great day.